All right, everyone. Well, welcome. This is our first ever year-round disc golf podcast. I'm Scott Withers here with Justin Anderson. Justin, say what's up to everyone. What's going on, everyone? Uh, obviously, we're super excited to have everyone listening. Uh, we've got a lot of good ideas, a lot of goals for this podcast, things that we want to give you as content, but also we want to know what you want to hear about. Are you the casual disc golfer? Are you a tournament player? Are you someone that's just getting into the sport? Uh, we want to know who our audience is. So feel free to give us some comments, give us some shout outs, let us know who you are. So we know what direction we want to go with this. Our goals are to get you tips, how to get better, to do interviews with different athletes, to do some tournament previews, some spotlights of either local business owners or of players, and then to do product reviews because who doesn't love buying new discs or new bags and that kind of stuff. So uh, let's get into it. Justin, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and a little bit about how maybe you got started in disc golf? All right. Well, I first started playing disc golf. I was playing baseball in college and one of my teammates took a couple guys out to the course. It wasn't anything serious until I started playing after I graduated college and I went to my local course at the time and ran into their club there. The club invited me to play, you know, a couple nights a week, and then it really turned into they start they invited me to my first tournament, and then I was hooked. So I've been playing for eight years now. I the last three years have definitely been more uh, serious in terms of tournament play and setting goals for myself and trying to improve as a player. But this is my second year being sponsored by Dismania, and I'm definitely looking forward to 2020 season and seeing if I can climb the ranks. Yeah, sure. And it seemed like a great time to get in with Discmania also. You know, they've released a ton of different discs and everything lately. So um, where you mentioned you started in college, where was that? In West Virginia. So we got East Coast, learned to play, moved back out here home to Oregon. And Justin's been obviously tearing up the local scene for a while, trying to get those wins. So um, my story... Uh, for those of you that don't know or haven't heard, is I've been playing disc golf for about 18 years. Started when I was in high school, um, walking up to a local course that was next to our house, was playing with my dad, was playing with some friends and that kind of stuff. And we weren't taking it serious at all. We were just going up to get some exercise, have a good time. It was free, honestly. I mean, that's how a lot of us start, right? Because disc golf doesn't cost anything to play outside of buying equipment. We'd found some discs and that kind of stuff at the course. It was Mingus Park in Coos Bay, Oregon, super hilly, a lot of ferns. People lost stuff all the time. Um, we were able, we found a couple and started playing, and it was something that just kind of progressed from there. This is my fifth year with Innova Champion Discs. Um, very, very lucky to be on their champion team, get my own signature disc and that kind of stuff. But also just to make sure that, you know, I love what I'm doing. I love playing tournaments. I love practicing. It doesn't matter to me if I'm out practicing by myself in the morning or if I'm hanging out with Justin on a Saturday afternoon playing and then going to get some Buffalo wings afterwards or whatever, like the sport's given me so much that I definitely want to be able to give back. Uh, Justin, let's, let's get into some questions. And we play tournaments all the time. We play together. We play against each other. Um, there's definitely camaraderie, but there's competitive, the competitive side to it also for you. Like what's the best part of playing tournaments? What do you love about it? Definitely the competitive nature, like you said, uh, we're all we're all friends, and you know a lot of the pros in Oregon have played a lot of tournaments together, a lot of rounds, 
you know, we play a lot of rounds outside of tournaments. So it's great to be competitive with your friends and uh, definitely grudge matches. You could, you could say that, or, you know, there's definitely some, you know, some pride to be won. So. Yeah. And I definitely heard a lot about a lot of $10 bets that you guys have done during tournaments and stuff that you don't always include me on, but that's okay. I get it. Leave me out of them. But uh, for real, like the connection with people, I think that's my favorite part of it. Obviously, we both come from really athletic backgrounds. You play college baseball. I ran cross country in college. We both have played other sports at semi-high levels growing up and that kind of stuff. And it's something where it's so much fun to go out and be competitive with everyone. But especially for me personally is we've made such good friendships with a lot of the top players in the state and in the region, because you have similar interests, right? You get to play against each other. You all love the game. It's just as fun for me when we went out before the Rose bowl um, and went and played a $10 round at Bryant park, which is my local course uh, as it is to go out on next Sunday when we're playing Sandy, I'm open against each other. Like it's just the camaraderie and the friendships that you've formed and, it's such a welcoming group that for me, if the first few tournaments that I'd went to, we hadn't found that, then I don't think I'd be playing the sport anymore. So it says a lot to the people that are involved. Yeah, I definitely uh, think that if I didn't run into the Morgantown Mountain Goats out in West Virginia when I was playing that casual round and they didn't invite me to, to, to go to leagues and doubles, I wouldn't have been hooked the way I am now because, you know, the camaraderie, the people, you know, just out having a good time is definitely what drew me in. And then tournaments got me hooked in terms of preparing myself and seeing my friends at all the tournaments. Do you have a favorite tournament? What is something, what's one event that you look forward to? I think the Masters Cup is going to be one of my new favorite tournaments. 2019 was my first year playing it. And even though the second round was terrible weather, the, just being in Santa Cruz with your friends and playing De La and the De La golf course, I think that's my new favorite tournament. And if you haven't seen the coverage from the second round at De La Viega at the Masters Cup for 2019, you should go watch it and see the conditions that were played in. It's the only time I've ever played a big tournament, and I know Justin was on the course at the same time. It's the only time I've ever played a big tournament where there was no point at a national tour event to even drying your disc off. Yeah, that was one of the wettest rounds I've ever played in, and I it would just it was kind of comical because it's 27 holes and it just didn't lighten up the whole time. No. And we saw at the end scores were so high and anyone that shot under par, not that shooting under par at daylight anyway is a heck of a feat, right? Daylight's so hard, but you put those conditions in and it was just something where you were almost laughing at the end of the round when you were done. Cause it was just like, I don't even know how we just played that. Like what will they ever stop a national tournament for rain? Probably not. Cause they would have at that one. Yeah, that's nothing like playing uh, playing a course where the lines are tight, the ground is challenging in terms of rollaways, and your your disc is soaked and you can't even throw it accurate. So it was definitely a new challenge for me. So we talked about difficult courses, right? De La Viega or maybe Whistler's Bend in Oregon, Milo MacGyver, anywhere that you want to choose. I mean, if you're on the East Coast, you have your own set of tough courses. Um, you've played – a bunch of tournaments now, Justin, what's one tip that you might be able to provide for some of the newer players that are just starting on the tournament scene, or maybe you're playing at the MA one or MA two level. What's something that you think most of those guys could do or ladies to maybe save a quick stroke or two during each round. I think if you can let go of those bad breaks or 
unlucky bounces or kicks and be able to focus on your next shot. I think it's really easy sometimes to just kind of fester over something that was unlucky or a chain out or a roll away and you won't be focused 100% on your next shot and or maybe even your next two shots. So it's really important just to be able to be short-minded in, in terms like that and just be able to move on. Yeah, I totally agree. Mental game in disc golf is almost as important as physical game. Obviously, you put the practice into throwing the disc well, putting well, that kind of stuff. But agreeing with what Justin's saying, like if you can't mentally keep it together when things start to go downhill, the scorecard's going to add up real quick. Um, I think for me, it's simplifying your bag. It's saying like, we all love to get new discs. We all love to see discs fly to the right and then to the left and get the maximum amount of distance. They take an S turn and it looks cool and all that. But it's making sure that you throw the shot that you're able to throw. If you can only be comfortable with six molds of discs or five discs in your bag or whatever, go to the one that you're comfortable with because keeping it in the middle, staying out of trouble and that kind of stuff is a quick way to improve. I've always said, don't hit the first tree, don't throw it out of bounds, and make your inside the circle putts. And if you do those three things, you're going to win a lot of advanced tournaments and honestly, you're going to cash in open a lot. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, keeping a simple bag. I, I don't carry a lot of molds, and I don't really throw a lot of high-speed discs. I definitely try and keep keep the the bag simple and slow and controllable plastic and, and keeping those OB strokes off the scorecard. Yeah, and I think it's something that you see open players do quite a bit, which is throw the mid-range or throw the fairway driver in. Yes, some of your pros can throw them farther than some of your amateur players, but at the same time, we're not always just throwing them for distance. Sometimes you're throwing it to be able to keep the disc in bounds and to make sure on those holes that are hard, you're okay stepping up to the tee pad and saying, if I make a par on this, I'm not losing strokes to everyone. I'll pick my battle somewhere else. Yeah, definitely have a game plan and know what holes you can attack and when the right time to attack a shot is. For sure. And we'll hit on some more topics with tips and that kind of stuff and maybe even expand a little bit more as we get into our weeks and that kind of stuff. Um, we were super fortunate this week to be able to sit down with one of Washington's best disc golfers, honestly, one of the most talented disc golfers in the world. Uh, he's my buddy for sure. I know Justin's played with him, Chandler Fry. Um, Chandler is been on tour for the last couple years and honestly had some really cool things to say. So we're going to cut out real quick bump into about a 15 minute interview with Chandler. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Chandler, he's awesome. Great disc golfer, great guy. So we're going to move into that real quick. Cool. So uh, everyone, this is Chandler Fry. Um, our first interview that we're doing for the podcast. So what's up Chandler? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Um, you know, it's been an off season for me and for you, but I'm going to get into some questions and hopefully we can get some information out to anyone that's listening to this. So Sounds you've good. played almost 200 PDJ events in your career. I looked up some stats on you today and I was amazed that you'd played so many events and been a member since 2004. You're making me look like a baby. Um, <laughs> what are, what are some of the things that you've seen change in the sport over the last 15 years since you've been at it so long? I think the biggest thing for me is exposure. Like when I was first starting, the first disc golf video I saw was a Scott Stokely VHS tape on how to throw backhands and forehands. 
And nowadays with YouTube, with Facebook, with all the social media outlets, um, there's like countless videos out there that you can watch now of all the best players in the world. You can go watch probably like an entire day's worth of Paul McBeth putts, you know. And I, I, I kind of wish I had that when I was growing up because I, I definitely watched a lot of videos when I was younger. I, I watched a lot of players play. I watched a lot of final nines. I based a lot of my game off of Avery Jenkins and Dave Felberg. So I think a lot of the, the younger players now have a super large advantage because they can just go on YouTube and see what a good form looks like, see what a good putt looks like, you know. And back then when you and I first started, we, did, we didn't necessarily have that. So I think it's definitely yeah, yeah. a good thing to have, yeah, these days. I would totally, totally agree with that too. I mean, we're both definitely, with the age that we grew up in, self-taught players. For sure, yeah. Uh, where, yeah, you watch people that you played with or whatever, but – you didn't necessarily have YouTube to fall back on. Um, lots of events, right? You've you've traveled all over the place. Um, yeah, yeah. Of all those events and all the years that you've played, what's your most memorable win? Where was it at? Set that scene for us. Well, I think the most memorable one is my first and only A tier win. Um, it was a. I, I don't want to insult Alaska because that's where the A tier was, but it was a fairly soft <laughs> tournament. Um, I was playing against some good players. I was playing against Austin Hannum, um, Will Schusterick, Brian Schwaberger, Nick Wood, um, some really good players up there. Um, but I, I came out on top, and that was definitely the, my best event, I think, just because it was an A-tier, I can say I'm in the A-tier club, you know. Um, as far as setting the scene, you know, there's moose everywhere, bears attacking you. There, you know, <laughs> I was just going through the undergrowth, trying to find my – no, it was, <laughs> it was a really cool course on a on – a, ski resort or a ski hill and there was the summer yeah. in alaska so it's super beautiful a lot of elevation a lot of uphill shots um and the rough is very rough it's alaska rough which i can i, I imagine you understand what that is just like a lot of devil's club a lot of bushes so um yeah yeah it was it was fun i battled primarily with austin hannum and will schusterick will schusterick played really well and i was it was just fun to play with a guy who i've been playing with for uh, i played with him at am worlds a long time ago so it's fun to kind of come together up in Alaska in a super random place and just battle with each other and kind of just remember the old times and the new. So <laughs> it, was a, yeah. it was a fun tournament. And we all know that you have plenty of A-tiers left in you. Uh, it's so. just a matter of kind of getting there. You're playing all the big events and stuff right yeah. now, so those wins are a little harder to come by, but you definitely are getting the experience. And yeah, you can the, stay on the road and let me just thing. keep having the stuff around here. The hard thing for me is I'm playing like this the, the last year and this year I'm playing only like bigger disc golf pro tour NTs. Right. So I'm playing against Paul McBeth, Ricky Wysocki, Nate Sexton, you know, all the big dogs. So if I'm going to get a A tier win in the next couple of years, because I plan to travel for the next couple of years, it's going to be uh, really hard. You're gonna earn I it. think it's possible. You know, I, I just got to find my flow. I just got to believe in myself. I have a, Got to work my mental game a little bit, but I think once those all come together, whenever they do, I'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with. For sure. Now you've gone through three different major sponsors, if I'm correct. You were with Innova to start, and then Latitude for the last couple years, and then yeah. last year you made the switch over to Discraft. Uh, what makes them so special? Kind of what's your stance with them, and what separates Discraft to you from anyone else? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start by saying I think I found my forever sponsor. You know, like I was kind of like a stray puppy, you know, looking for looking for a home, <laughs> and uh, kind of going from house to house. You know, people kicking me out. But I like the thing with Discraft is I know everybody. I know the people in the warehouse. I know my team manager. Like he's he's I have my, his personal cell on my phone. I know the players. We have a lot of events that when we, when there's big tournaments, we have dinners. 
So I just feel like the support is more than more than I've ever gotten in my life. I I know the CEO, I know the C like the COO and everything. So I just feel like I I'm part of a family. Whereas like I the other the other companies, I'm not going to bash on them because they they help me so much. Ladder to sixty four, they they help me accomplish a lot of personal goals, and I wouldn't be where I am without them. But Discraft definitely took the next step and made me part of something more than just a spot like a sponsor sponsor um relationship you know sure. and then obviously you were moving into the 2020 season really quickly here uh first tournament you're signed up for is the san am open which is yeah. something i'm worried <laughs> i'm running don't worry set the course up perfectly for you it's all backhand turnover putter shots oh, I'm in. all that kind of stuff um other than my event obviously because we're gonna battle we're gonna go head to head what are you most looking forward to about this year what event stands out to you kind of what's what's your highlight that you're looking forward to i think it's a couple of events just like the northeast swing you know vermont massachusetts we have maple hill massachusetts and then smokes notch up in vermont and i wasn't able to play it this year because i had tennis elbow i tried i was up there um but my elbow just wasn't having it so i definitely am looking forward to playing those two tournaments because like fox run and brewster ridge at smokes are my, like two of the best courses in the world and set up well for you, knowing your game. Yeah, if I'm playing my game, yeah, for sure. And so I'm definitely looking forward to going and attacking those. Um, it was hard not playing those this year. I was, <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> and you were there, right? I was there. I was, I, I was vending for Discraft. I was, I was caddying. I was just, I went there hoping to play, hoping that my elbow would just magically just repair itself. <laughs> um, yeah, it did not. But I was there, so I definitely didn't want, want to miss it. And then, uh, I'm not playing it this year, but Prince Edward Island, the Canadian Championships. Okay. Um, that's probably one of my favorite courses. Uh, and that was the hurricane, remnants <laughs> of the hurricane that were coming yeah. through last year, correct? Yeah, I was up there. It was Hurricane uh, – oh, I forget what the hurricane was. I don't remember which one. Uh, oh, yeah, I forget. But I, I was up there as well, not playing. But I was uh, definitely taking in the sights and enjoying the, the island life, <laughs> even though it was Sure, cold. so – yeah. The East Coast Swings, one you're looking forward to. Obviously, the goal for any of us is to win a world title. Absolutely. Maybe it's a dream, but it's one that could absolutely happen. You played the Utah Open last year. Uh, what should we expect out of that venue? What should we expect out of the tournament staff as they get ready to host Worlds this year? You know, what I the course itself, the fort, is uh, it's fun. It's it's really rough when I saw it. I think they're putting a lot of work in, but it's it's very fair, I think. And it's going to allow for some really amazing shots, and it's going to allow for a lot of players to really show their strengths. I think what we have with the World Championship staff is a super committed group of people that are that are really that really want to throw a good event. You know, they're they're in it to win it. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing the course, uh, the fort. I'm looking forward to seeing the changes that they said they'd make um, between the Worlds this year and Utah Open last year. There's a couple holes that were like, uh, you know, we can change that up. But I think they took yeah. the, they took a lot of advice from the, the traveling players that were there, and I think they uh, they're going to make some good changes. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Sure. So it was a brand new course last year, right? So that was the first yeah. time there had been any major tournament at the course. At the I, I believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, you know the road life. You've been living it for a couple of years. We've had multiple conversations on times that it was the end of the season and you were ready to come home or other times that oh, you were yeah. super pumped about being on the road and getting all the experiences and stuff. Staying on the road is hard, right? It's hard financially. It can be it's tough emotionally hard, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, with so many players that we see now working on growing their personal brands, 
how important is it to market yourself? And then I see you've been working hard to expand the Channel brand, if you will. Uh, I saw you're sponsoring some, maybe some junior players and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of your brand when it comes to staying on the road? Absolutely. The the brand is everything, you know, like if you have a good brand, you have income. <laughs> you know, right. we have a lot of players like Nate Sexton, uh, Nate Perkins, Paul McBeth, Ricky Wysocki, who are just hustling. You know, they the Wysocki brand, the Sexton shootouts, uh, the Perkin, Perkins playoffs, you know, stuff like that, that are just people know their name. When it comes to disc golf, they're somewhat of a household name. So I think yeah. if, if people recognize your brand, they're more likely to buy from your brand, sure. you know, and we've seen in the last, even in like the last month, Drew Gibson has really expanded his personal brand, stepping away from Anova and moving into yeah. kind of a dual sponsorship with multiple people, so he could promote himself and his brand. And it seemed like that's something where maybe everyone's leaning to, and that's how people are affording to stay on the road. Absolutely, I think his idea is fantastic, just to kind of do his own thing. And the, the sport is so young, you know, we're so lucky to be in the sport because it's only 40, 50 years old compared to other sports which have been around for centuries. And so we definitely have a chance to really um, cement ourselves into like the industry, you know, with uh, golf, if I was to go try to play ball golf, right. and I was just like, yeah, buy a channel club. People would be like, who, what? We have Nike, we have Callaway, we, you know, all Titleist, we have all this, all these other brands. But with disc golf, we only have a few major sponsors and there's so much room to grow, you know? So I think if any, like, was, Scott Withers wants to do something. You can do like something with a Scott's Tots or something like that, like a kids clinic slash kids disc golf brand or something, you know? Sure. There's the opportunity for us to get out there and still make ourselves into a household name or anything like that. Now you're being on the road helps big time. You're getting big exposure from any time that you can get on central coast disc golf, anytime you can get on Jomez and anything like that on YouTube. So, I mean, obviously those, those are big opportunities and then helping to either sell discs that have your name on it, whether it's apparel or anything like that, or just get people to realize who Chandler is when he's on the biggest stage. Absolutely. And I was thinking, um, like when I sponsored, uh, so I I started team Chanimal, which is very young and barely even off the ground yet. But I, um, I met Sierra Griffiths and her dad at a local tournament at Silicon, Fort Silicon in uh, Lakewood, Washington. And I kind of, I saw her and I saw the excitement that I had when I was a kid, not to sound corny, you know, and with her dad there, I saw the motivation, sure. I saw them just kind of working with each other. And I saw that they wanted to, to be better. I, I, I knew, I know that she sleeps and breathes disc golf. So I wanted to help her out and kind of, I don't think anyone really, when I was first starting, my dad was my only support, you know? Yeah. But, um, I wanted her to know that the older school old school disc golfers are still there and still want to help her out you know so i just it's just it's just an apparel disc sponsorship right now but i hope to grow it in the future and hopefully have a five or six juniors and we can potentially do tournament entry fees to bigger tournaments maybe junior worlds or something like that so i think the the best way for us to not only grow our brand but to grow the sport is to help the younger generations play because if we don't have younger people playing we're not going to have a sport and 20 years so yeah i mean that that caught my attention real quickly when i saw it on social media obviously i work as a club director at a boys and girls club working with youth is a big part of my life so i mean definitely props to you for expanding that giving a little bit of an opportunity to a younger golfer that's up and coming all the props go to her because she's like if you've seen her play like sierra griffiths is a future fpo champion like if you've seen her play she's eight years old i believe 
and she smashes. She's like a young Paige Pierce. Uh, I'm just blown <laughs> away by her skills. I, I'm super excited to see her play. And if I can help her get to the next level in any way possible, just I'm happy to be there, you know? Perfect. Um, yeah. All right. Well, then, you know, we'll wrap it up. One more question. What should the people know about you? What should they know about Chandler? Anything you want to share? Anything that you want to promote to the listeners? Anything you've got <laughs> upcoming that they should look out for? Looking at that question, I thought, uh, I remember that Kawhi Leonard press conference when he was asked that question? Yeah, and it was, uh, Kawhi's answers, answers are awkward and then, at times. And then that laugh came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think one thing that people don't know about me is I love, like, I love music. I went to school for music. I, in high school, I was a drum major. I was, I went to the state championship multiple times. I came away with one uh, state championship in a, a snare drum duet, which is Ooh. kind of odd. But, uh, like, I think one of, the thing, one of the things that I'm missing in my life right now is playing music. And so next year on tour, I'm definitely bringing my drum. I'm definitely trying to get into some drum circles, you know, as hippie as that sounds. I think it's definitely a part of my life. I just kind of, I chose to focus on disc golf, and I kind of pushed everything else aside. And I, I think if I introduce disc, uh, music back into my life, I can definitely balance some stuff out and maybe have a more of a solid mental approach to kind of everything. Yeah, but, I um, didn't didn't know that about you i yeah, myself was don't. in band yeah. for four years and stuff did marching band and everything all the way mm. through high school played the drums mm. so we may have to get together sometime oh i'm in let's, let's get some drum circles going <laughs> <laughs> other than that uh yeah uh i'm just i'm just a fun guy <laughs> we all know that i mean the people that haven't met you yet they haven't had the pleasure yeah of getting to see the personality come out and everything. But I know yeah, it's been a huge honor for me getting to play alongside you for the last, I don't know what, 10 years now, probably. We've had a lot of, a lot of good battles, you and I, my friend. Yeah. And I'll never forgive you for some of those putts that you throw in <laughs> 80 feet on me. You still came out on top on, on most of them, but uh, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely scared you a couple of times. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us for 10 or 15 minutes here. Um, well, definitely really, something you. that we'll keep, keep tabs on you as you go through the year and everything and then i will see you in uh two weeks at the yeah. sanium open i'm looking forward to it and i'm gonna say one last thing and it, it involves you um yeah. i want to say that you're one of those players that when i play with i play better you know your attitude your skill set just is so complimentary to playing well you know you just you, you make for good battles and when i play tournaments and that you're in i'm trying to play with you because I enjoy playing with you, and I appreciate your mentality towards the game and your overall just approach to other players and stuff. So I thank you for being a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. I think we both uh, we both want to get out on the course and get after it. We're both competitive, sure. but at the same time, uh, you respect you. something that's very important. So I just want to beat you, man. Uh, hey, you got your chance in two weeks. <laughs> Looking forward to it, buddy. All right, buddy. So thank you very much for joining us. And everyone, that's Chandler Fry. All right, that was super cool. I am so glad I was able to get Chandler on for an interview in the first episode of our year-round disc golf podcast. Justin, what do you think? A couple things jumped out. Uh, knowing Chandler and playing a couple rounds with him and seeing him play just on the course, the guy is definitely an animal. He he definitely is one of the farthest throwing or putter throwers I've seen. But I also looked up some stats and saw that he's been a thousand rated player since 2009. And the fact that he, you know, takes his t take time to think about getting kids into the game or sponsoring kids and is huge. And uh, I can, I can only imagine what that girl felt like when he uh, did the channel sponsorship. That's, 
that was probably a great feeling for her and definitely uh I mean that's just a high class move right there for sure. I think it just speaks a lot to Chandler's character, right? To getting youth involved in the game, to wanting to uh, extend that sponsorship opportunity. Like he said, when he started, somebody took the time for him to make him feel important. And he wanted to make sure that the younger generation that we have now doesn't think of maybe the pro players as standoffish or maybe thinks of them as too busy to help. And it just, it doesn't surprise me at all that that's something that Chandler would do knowing him and getting to spend time with him and everything. And then you mentioned he's been a thousand or maybe achieved a thousand the first time in 2009. Like how good is that? This dude's been at 11 or for 11 years has been flirting with or over that thousand rated line. And there's no doubt that he can make some noise on the national level playing against him for so long. You mentioned how he throws putters. That guy's incredible when it comes to throwing like straight putter shots, turnover putter shots, that kind of stuff. And then I had a quick story from we were playing Oregon State Championships two or three years ago now, and it was kind of coming down to the wire. It was in the final nine. Chandler and I were battling a little bit. And I just looked over at him, and we were smiling and laughing at each other while we're playing for a state championship. And it was one of the things, like, I love to see good disc golf. I love to play good disc golf. But it's also awesome to just see one of your buddies that's out there tearing it up and pushing you for everything that he's got. Yeah, and for the people who don't know, the Oregon State Championship is played at Trojan Park, and that's just a, a grueling course with water on probably 15 of the holes. So just being able to play good golf there is definitely shows that he's got the talent to compete just about anywhere, and he's doing it on tour now. So Yeah, definitely a little jealous. I would love to be on tour with Chandler all the time, uh, obviously working full-time for the boys and girls club and stuff i love my job so it's a choice that i've made to you know kind of get a little bit of disc golf national tour stuff get a lot of local stuff but also to stay grounded as i know justin does too um we can kind of move into that then i guess we've got a couple big things coming up early in the year i know we're actually going together um to las vegas at the end of february uh we've got sandy m open coming up on the 19th which is next sunday at this point what are you most looking forward to about the first two months of the year? The first three tournaments uh, that I have on the books are all in golf courses. So the, and B tier, two B tiers and A tier, the golf is going to be, it could be cold in, uh, it's always cold in Vegas. I know everyone thinks Vegas is really warm, but in February it's, it's pretty chilly and the wind is, will dry your hands out. But I definitely look forward to getting out on a golf course and ripping some big shots. Yeah. And you got all your, disc mania dd3s cloud breakers that kind of stuff that i watch you throw for a mile basically like you crush those things uh when you're out in the field i mean i know you're a player that throws both forehand and backhand what do you prefer like what what do you think your strength is i would say forehand is definitely my strength when i practice i really work on throwing a lot of putters backhand to improve my form and try and gain more touch around the greens. That way I'm not always just leaning on my forehand for everything. Sure. And we're kind of opposite in that spectrum. I, my forehand is a very serviceable forehand, I would say, but it doesn't go very far where I've seen you step up in a field and you'll throw them 425 or 450 when you really get into one. And it's something you're comfortable with. Mine's totally different, right? I'm throwing them for accuracy shots between 250 and maybe 350 if I really need to stretch one out. But yeah, we definitely have different approaches to the golf course golf that you're talking about. 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's the best part about disc golf is everyone has their strengths, and the game is played a lot of different ways. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously I'm pumped about going to Vegas, right? It's always fun. We're going with a good group. We got six guys renting an Airbnb house. We'll be able to get out and experience Vegas a little bit at night. Um, you know, I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. Obviously, getting to run Sanium Open, it's super fun. We got 144 people signed up that are going to play next Sunday on two 18-hole golf course setups. Like, that's a ton of work for me personally, but it's worth it when everyone gets out there and you get to see everyone having a good time and we have the clubhouse and all that kind of stuff. But on a personal level, last year I was able to play Vegas and the Memorial in Phoenix. This year I'm just going to Vegas, but was able to come back in the final round and end up tying for 10th. Anytime we can take 10th in a national tour event, which it was last year, I'm just excited to get back because the more knowledge I get about that course, the better I've been playing there every year. Yeah, you definitely had a strong finish last year. And I mean, Vegas is definitely one of the best ways to start a season or really just have a good vacation with your friends and, and play disc golf at the same time. A hundred percent agree. It's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. I know that we're flying down there getting you know your rental cars and your airbnb place and that kind of stuff and if if anyone that's listening hasn't played the las vegas challenge it's on a golf course there's a lot of videos on youtube and that kind of stuff from central coast and jomez and they're definitely worth watching because they're fun it's a good spectator course but they also have over 500 people in the event this year so they have tons of different divisions you got three courses going all the time it's definitely one that i would recommend checking out yeah, it's a great time, great event, and uh, the courses are all really fun and challenging. So definitely a place to go. So I think we'll you know wrap it up um, kind of on that note for the evening. I mean, I definitely feel super lucky to have got to do the Chandler interview to sit down and get this podcast started with Justin. We're going to get better as we go at this. It's something that we know that um, the content that people want to hear is the things that we want to do. So make sure that you can kind of give us a wrap up. I just want to end by saying thank you to the listeners. Um, it's something that means a lot to us. We want to take the time to be able to share some of our disc golf insight with you and some of the things that we have upcoming in the year, but also to get you information about players and we'll do some disc reviews and that kind of stuff in the upcoming weeks. But uh, Justin, do you have anything for the people before we get out of here? Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a good podcast. I know for me, this is my first time doing a podcast and there's definitely some kinks that need to be worked out, but I'm excited to get some disc golf content out there for everyone. And I uh, definitely want to throw out a shout out to this mania. Uh, if you guys need a good putter to putt with or throw with the P2 is got to be one of the best on the market, if not. And if you're looking for some serious distance, definitely check out a cloud breaker or DD3. And I will continue to throw my Innova stuff. Um, you know, it's been something that my ratings done nothing but go up since I started. There's a different fit for everyone. Chandler talked about how Discraft's great for him. Innova has been nothing but amazing to me. Discman is given Justin the chance to really take his game to a new level and everything. So thank you to the manufacturers that stand behind us. And I think on that note, We'll wrap things up. So thank you everyone for listening and hopefully you guys can tune in next week. We're going to release these podcasts every Friday morning.